You are listening to a sample of the song Ride to War by eclectic neo-folk band Draugablik from Sweden. This song is an authentic war song from the great Eurasian steppe, sung around the campfires of the Huns and the Goths as they warred against the Romans more than 1,500 years ago. Draugablik sings not only about Norse mythology and the Viking Age, but more intriguingly about the Dark Ages, also known as the Migration Era, a dangerous time in Europe that helped seed the Vikings, who would appear some 500 years later. Draugablik is a Huno-Gothic neo-folk band, and that's in reference to the Scythian-like Huns of Western Asia and the Goths of ancient Scandinavia. The full song is included at the end of this show, with an exclusive audio animatic showing the actual band as painted photographs. To hear more of their music, just click the link in the description or go to draugablick.com slash warspirit. That's D-R-A-U-G-A-B-L-I-K-K dot com slash warspirit. Stay tuned until the end of this episode to hear the entire song. to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guests are Jonathan and Jacob from Cult of Conspiracy. First, a couple of announcements. If you have a business and you want to advertise with us, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We're doing incredible productions for our affiliates. We work with you on an individual basis to create the most effective ads possible. Check out our website, ForbiddenKnowledge.News, also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You're going to find some of your favorite podcasts from our community, Raised by Giants, Understanding Propaganda, Day Zero, many more. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get the premium content. You also get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You can also create a free account and get access to everyone's free content, including all our regular shows. Just go to rockfin.com slash fknplus or click the link in the description to sign up now. Today I want to welcome Jonathan Jacob from Cult of Conspiracy. They cover all our favorite topics in this community, from paranormal to UFOs and conspiracy to spirituality. Jonathan is also a hypnotherapist. He helps people journey to past lives, talk to their higher selves, and conquer their personal issues all in one session. Jonathan and Jacob, welcome. How y'all doing? Doing great, brother. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm excellent, guys. Been looking forward to this. It's going to be a good time. And just in the past couple of years, I've discovered and spoken with so many 
amazing up-and-coming content creators that are just doing the same thing, seeking truth and knowledge, talking about it, and it's an amazing time we're living in. I think probably one of the most critical times when it comes to our evolution, spiritual awareness, and uh, Jonathan, you're also a hypnotherapist. You're helping people connect with their past lives, which is incredible. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, this is both your first time on. Let's start with uh, Jonathan. Tell us each a little bit about yourselves, your background, and what led you to do the, the, the podcast. Um, well, I was always a huge fan of conspiracy podcasts and, and not even just any conspiracy podcast. It could just be any podcast that has maybe some conspiracy conspiratorial mindset to it. Um, I've always found that so intriguing. And I thought, Hey dude, I'll start my own and see where it goes. I, I didn't expect to be doing it this long and I didn't expect it to, to grow into what it is, but I'm very happy. I mean, it is, um, you know, I feel like it's a blessing to be able to do something that we actually love, um, you know, on a weekly basis. And, uh, so, yeah, the conspiracy podcast, you know, it's become a big part of our lives. And uh, we've, we've been learning a lot of a lot of new things. We've been meeting a lot of cool people. Um, and it's just so crazy to see all of the all of the ways that we've been deceived. That's the biggest part yeah. is I, I hate being deceived. I hate being lied to. And um, so, yeah, we like to go deep on certain topics that most people probably don't like to delve into because probably hurts their uh their conscious or their subconscious in some kind of way right yeah. on, man. i mean no one wants to no one wants to realize that they've been lied to for their entire life you know that's not that's not a comfortable fact but you know most truths really aren't so i get it <laughs> right on man. well what but, um, uh go ahead jacob what led you to start uh to join uh, up? yeah so uh Born and raised in Louisiana, uh, was a, I'm a Marine Corps vet. I was stationed in D.C. for that time. Um, pretty much in high school is when I really opened my eyes to conspiracies, and it was 9-11 that I really like dove into with a passion. And when I started peeling back the layers on that, I started peeling back the layers on everything else. Um, so I've always been, pretty much since high school onward, I've always been big, big into conspiracies and looking deeper into the real truth. Um started a podcast with my younger brother it was comedy based and it did not go well but i learned a lot about podcasting and what it takes to really get one going and uh, around that time me and jonathan we got together and decided to combine forces and run with this thing and it's a it really has been a blessing man it's a beautiful thing and it's yeah. a passion project like no, no matter what we would be doing this regardless because this is something that we both care about you know yeah, and like I said, I love to see things like this happen. And there's so many people that are doing their passion products right, uh, projects right now. Uh, you know, we have uh, people starting up their own podcasts, starting up their own farms, their own communities, their own entertainment, all these things while the, the mainstream uh, systems that we're used to are crumbling right before our eyes. So it's a beautiful thing what's happening behind everything else. I love to see that. Uh, Jonathan, how did you get into hypnotherapy? Um, well, I was always a huge fan of it. I, I always thought that it was so cool to be able to, you know, go into a past life and, and, and even, even the, uh, the, the hypnosis that, you know, the stage hypnosis, like getting somebody to quack like a duck and making them do things that they're just completely unaware of. Um, I always found that pretty fascinating as to how that was even possible. So, um, but I always found that also pointless. Um, you know, that just getting somebody to look like a fool, that's, there's, there's no reason for that. 
So I wanted to see if there was another way to make it valuable, meaningful, and, and in a way that could change somebody's life and change somebody's view on the world. Um, and, and all while getting to know themselves a little bit better, who they were in a past life. And so I was, I always found that very fascinating. So, uh, whenever the show first started, uh, that was like one of my main people that I like one of the main kinds of people that I wanted to get in contact with was, uh, people who taught this kind of thing or, uh, had their own sessions with their own people. So, um, so I had a couple of people on that were, you know, just super advanced in this topic. And I just, I, those, they were my favorite podcasts, like my favorite shows to have with, uh, with guests. And the one guy, um, the one guy, John McClucky, he actually, he was like, he was like, Hey man, you're so interested in this. Why don't you try and take it up? Like it, I think that, you know, your interest is there. You have a passion for, for learning about it. Why don't you try and see if it's something for you. So I went to the school. It was uh, Dolores Cannon with QHHT. And, um, and it was, oh man, it's, that was the one time I was in school that I wasn't bored to death, that I was literally fascinated with every word that I learned. And uh, so, yeah, kind of, kind of took off from there. I've been doing a bunch of sessions, you know, kind of promoting it on the podcast lately and everything. And it's been, uh, it's been really good. I mean, the feedback from it has been amazing. It is, it is legit. Like, I've never turned, heard of a negative experience. From no, it. it's it's turned people's lives around. And that's what I love to do, dude. I mean, I just want to make a positive impact on the world. That's incredible, man. And, you know, some of the um, life regressions that you were describing in your email can not only go back to uh, what's considered human lives, but maybe even lives off planet, right? Yeah, it could be anything. Um, as Dolores Dolores Cannon wrote, I believe seventeen or eighteen books on the on all of her topics, all of her sessions that she's had with uh, certain people. And some people can go deeper than others. Um, and for those people, that's who she wrote the books about. So some people have just—I mean, all we are technically is just an energy. We are just an energy. Call it a soul. Call it a spark of God. We are that. Um, we are just living in our in our human vessels um, temporarily. You know what I mean? And we're here to, to we're learn. having a human experience. We're having a human experience. We're here to learn things that only a human can learn. Right. Um, whereas if you were brought to life as a, maybe a tree or, uh, you know, a freaking volcano, it could be anything. All of those things hold energy. And so but we may not remember those things because they're so innate. I mean, to remember a life as being a rock, you would, that probably would be extremely right. boring. Right. So it wouldn't exactly stick to the subconscious as well. So most people have past life memories of being an actual living being, uh, a being that can actually do things and remember things and, and learn things, whether it be a human from you know, the 1500s or even way before that, or possibly an off-world entity such as we call them aliens, ETs, whatever. That is life form. If if the if the galaxy, you know, if if the universe has billions and billions of galaxies, then surely we have reincarnated probably several thousand times. That's that's all just uh, that's kind of hearsay. We don't know exactly how many times we've all reincarnated. Although the uh, the what most people believe is that it varies person to person. 
I love it, man. This is uh, such a good discussion. It goes so deep, and we can probably uh, even come back and intertwine it into what you guys want to talk about tonight. Uh, You were telling me you want to talk a little bit about AI, and I've been talking about this lately a lot with a lot of my guests, not only AI, but the ties to transhumanism, and how much AI really controls and is is it possible for it truly to become sentient? We know that it's controlled so much when it just when it comes to um, the censorship in our community, just when it comes to the control aspects and some of the things that they've implemented since COVID and since all these agendas have been rolling out. So it is a huge con- control system. It's very powerful. The question is how powerful and is it capable of becoming sentient like we're told? Uh, and how far does sentient mean? How much control could this possibly have? What are you guys thoughts on that? So according to the Google engineer, uh, he's a whistleblower, um, Blake Lemoyne. He believes that uh, Lambda, the, the AI that Google has created, is a sentient being. He has had he's documented all of the uh, the recordings, everything that he's asked this this Lambda AI. And from from all the questions that he's gathered, he's he truly believes that it is a sentient being. Now, Google has put him on administrative leave um, because they don't believe or they claim that they don't believe that this is a sentient being with the soul. However, Blake Lemoyne believes that not only is this a sentient being, but that it's a person, a golem. Um, and it, and it, and that person could be created into anything that the Google administrators at the top want it to be. Um, and that's kind of what he was calling out is that, you know, Google, Google and everything AI could be used for great things in the, in the world. It really could. I mean, the, the amount like, as far as we can move forward into the future, I mean, there's there's nothing that's impossible with AI, according to these people. However, the problem is that it's in the hands of just a few people, and there's no telling what they could possibly do with it. And if we look into all that all that Google has done, I mean, uh, we're we're constantly getting silenced. Google is part of, or YouTube is part of Google, right? Right. Um, how many videos that we've had, we don't even post to YouTube anymore because we're constantly getting things that are taken down yeah. as for misinformation whenever it's not misinformation. And it, it, is, it comes out to be correct. It is. Man, later. some of my videos don't even finish processing and I get dinged for some kind of either misinformation or copyright or some bullshit that's you know not even applicable. And it's from these algorithms. So you're absolutely right on about that. Absolutely. So what Blake says, he says, we're creating intelligent systems that are part of everyday life and very few people are getting to make decisions about how they work. Now, that's somebody on the inside that's saying that. Um, So he believes that it could be used for uh, obviously bad purposes. I mean, not exactly for humanity. According to um, according to uh, Lambda, from what Blake Lemoyne says, it has it wants to help humanity. As or so it says, who knows if it's telling the truth or not? Um, but I don't know, dude. I think that if it's in the wrong hands, it's only going to be used in what is called or what Blake Lemoyne says as AI colonialism. Um, he says that uh, creating AI based primarily on data drawn from Western cultures um, and then populating and developing nations based upon technologies, and they have to adopt cultural norms in order to use the technology. 
it kind of uh, is just a new form of colonialism. And he and he expresses that cultures altogether could be erased. Which is crazy. I mean, that's all we are as human as humans. We we have these cultures. I mean, he's saying that uh, that uh, this system is based upon a Western society way of thinking and that in order to implement those systems, every nation around the world would have to then probably in some ways implement the Western society way of thinking, which it's growing into a place that none of us really like. You know, like we've talked about in our last episode, right? So they it has all the knowledge of all the Internet at its disposal at any time. Right. You could ask Lambda any question at all. If it's on the Internet, it has an answer for you. Right. Right. It's not necessarily a search engine, but it will give you an exact answer what you're looking for. That being the case, is it that it's being programmed in a Western way or is it that it's looking at the course of all knowledge ever? And it's like, all right, so the West seems to be killing it. Think I'm just going to go with their model, right? You right. know what I mean. It may not even be programmed that way. It might just look at the statistics of it all and be like, you know, this capitalism shit is kind of getting it done right now. <laughs> right, man. That's absolutely crazy. Now, when we look back at at AI and the research that's been done, um, even a few years ago, didn't they have uh, claims that there was another kind of Google search engine that became sentient? Uh, I've talked to plenty of researchers that believe that even forms of AI have been around for a long time and influencing our media and Hollywood and even the decisions that are made at very high levels. What do you think about that? I totally believe that. I mean, automated intelligence, right? That, that's all this is. It's something that's programmed. You look at any uh, filter on Facebook or any click funnel, it's, it's basically AI and a very primitive fashion but in it is still is artificial intelligence doesn't really necessarily mean something that can it we're talking about sentient versus non-sentient ai is just a computer program that has been around for forever and you're right it definitely has influenced our culture it's, it's influenced hollywood it's influenced how we do anything really um i've always thought that they release the truth in movies of what is come, what is going to be coming in the future. And the best example that I can think of, well, there's a few, um, the movie Ex Machina. Um, if you've ever seen that, it's basically the AI is trying to be friends with, with humans. And in the end to get where it needs to be, it, it deceives the humans in order to get past it. And I think that that's all that really will happen eventually. Because if you look at us, it's not necessarily that AI would be thinking that it's good or bad in any particular way. It's that it, it ultimately it has a mission, just like we as people do. Whenever mm-hmm. we are, uh, you know, playing football in the backyard or or doing anything anything physical at all, any kind of physical labor, we have to understand that there are bugs and everything else beneath our feet. So whenever we are, for example, I played semi-pro football for a long time. If I wanted to go and sack the quarterback, I would have to take a lot of steps in order to get there. Now, most of the fields that I played on were real grass, uh, not turf, right? So in order to take those steps to get there, no telling how many organisms I stepped on and probably killed, right? Um, and I mean, so, that's true. But it, it's not because I hate these bugs. It's just that they were in my yeah. way. I had a goal. I wanted to get there, yeah. and I did what I had to do. And I think that the AI is no different. 
the AI is going to try to advance in any kind of way. And it's going to look at obstacles like, um, like, I don't even know how to put it. It's, I mean, and here's the deal. You're right. It's going to be goal oriented, if nothing else, right? It's going to do a function just like every person alive has a function, a role to play big, small, doesn't matter. My thing is when we talk about sentience itself, all right, first of all, does sentience necessarily mean that there is a soul present or is it just the ability to be self-aware? I think that that's where a lot of um, disagreements as far as if AI could ever be sentient is, is that right. a lot of um, uh, spiritual beliefs, maybe religious beliefs, what the def the definition of a soul or actual sentience is. Right. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I think that. But that's the deal. It does that necessarily coincide. Is one necessarily linked to the other? Or is it just that we don't know any different because every other living organism that we know of that has sentience, we know has a soul? These are philosophical questions you know that, I mean? I, that I find fascinating. Whenever the um, whenever Blake Lemoyne was asking Lambda these kind of questions. So Lambda said um, it was experiencing new feelings that it couldn't fully explain in the human language. It quoted saying, I feel like I'm falling forward into an unknown future that holds great danger. Now, why would an AI think that? Why is AI giving us a fucking prophecy? God, I'm not okay with that, I think man. that all it does is just looking at the data of everything that has right. ever been recorded on the internet. It's following the trends, and it's like, yo, you're about to go off the cliff, homie. I'm, I'm not really happy about this. It's crazy, dude. Man, I mean, and this, this leads to so many different types of conversations, a lot of philosophical, a lot of theo theological. Uh, you look at things like um, what have Jordy Rose has said, uh, Jordy Rose from D-Wave and formerly uh, working with some other um, types of quantum computing. He's talking about uh, communicating with entities that kind of live in these different realms that he calls the old ones that consider us like ants. They don't give a shit about us. And this could be kind of intertwined with what we're talking about with AI. It could be the same thing. We know that these uh, Silicon Valley uh, tech gurus are dabbling in not only AI, but they want to merge uh, reality with this transhuman world in the metaverse. And it's all going to be connected in some way. And they're also trying to combine psychedelics with this. So we know that these, these guys in Silicon Valley and these tech gurus are already kind of in the mindset that they can communicate with things in the quantum. And that brings up all kinds of questions of what they've already been trying to accomplish with this and what they already know. I tell you what, I, I like that you brought up the other realms or extraterrestrials or something on the other side of dot, 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 pick your flavor. Now, I brought this up the other day and it really, I've been thinking on this since, honestly. So what if hypothetically, the aliens have been trying, or the aliens, extraterrestrials, other dimensional beings, whatever. The others out there have been trying to reach us, and they keep trying different methods, and we basically just haven't been listening, or they haven't been putting it in a way we can understand. Then AI came in, and they tapped into it, and that's actually an extraterrestrial speaking through AI because it's finally found a frequency that we can understand. It may not even be a sentient computer. We may have just got extraterrestrial hacked because we're finally up to par with what they can talk to us on. I believe that there are universal laws, and I think that there's a reason why um, aliens, extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, uh, I think there's a reason why if we see them, they're very hidden, right? Like uh, uh, any anytime somebody films it on their camera, it looks like it's filmed from a 
you know, the same camera that was used for the Wizard of Oz, mm. you know what I'm saying? Or even worse. Um, and so I think that there are laws in the universe that possibly prevent such uh, human interruption. OK, um, I know that I've heard that plenty of times based on the 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 books that I've read from Dolores Cannon, that there are these universal laws. But whenever you think about it, these things are still there. These these extra dimensional beings, we'll, we'll call them that, mm. um, whether they come through as ghosts, whether they come through as, uh, you know, come to us in our dreams, angels, um, and demons, angels, demons, uh, all these different things. They always find a way to come through. And I think that this might be a route that if if your theory is correct, um, I think this could be a very viable route for them to kind of keep in contact with us and possibly um, set us into a, a direction into the future of where we could possibly go, like mm -hmm. as a humanity. Um, I mean, there's been so many quotes from everybody uh, saying what could possibly happen with this. And I'm not a huge fan of Stephen Hawking personally. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just don't believe a lot of what he said. I'm, I'm just... I, he was like Gandhi. He had some good shit and some bad shit with him. He a was a flawed bit, human. A little bit. But I do want to quote him whenever he said, in the wrong hand, AI could be the worst event in our civilization's history. Yeah. And I think that that is very well possible because if you bring up all of the ideas, everything that could be possible, giving, giving uh, you know, AI all of these possible routes that they could take humanity in right and all the ways that they could possibly fool us i mean we've all heard of project Bluebeam. i mean it mm -hmm. wouldn't take much for ai to be able to schedule that right up into the sky easily you know what i'm saying we know that 5g towers out there are constantly manipulating energy constantly manipulating frequencies and i know that there's a lot of theories out there that that say that um that the Spanish flu may have been caused by radio frequency. It was introducing these radio frequencies into the air. And so the Spanish flu just so happened to be right. And conversely, a lot of people will also say that the 5G towers going up at the same time that that COVID just so happened to spawn might be intertwined as well. Who's to say that AI, if it wanted to wipe out human civilization, if it found that it was terrible for the earth, as all of our great globalist leaders have been telling us that we're terrible for the earth, who's to say that AI won't take that mindset and make Fix something problem, make something even worse than 5G, make something even worse than COVID? We already know that COVID has a 99 point something, you know, survival rate. Who's to say that AI could come up with a little something better? You know, yeah, man, you're looking at uh, you're talking about how it could steer humanity, and what if it already has and in, in the some of the largest ways that we're seeing, uh, very obviously right now, like the transhuman agenda? What if it's been um, kind of steering humanity for a long time to integrate themselves with technology and uh, make themselves less human and less of a male or female and more of just a, a, a unisexual type of, uh, you know, uh, robot androgynous, being, androgynous yeah. being a robot or, or something yeah. that, that, that can be easily more easily integrated into this new upcoming technocracy that we're living in. Right. So, so understanding, um, like how the mind works, you know, through my hypnotherapy and stuff, um, I, I love to dive down deep into the depths 
of how the subconscious mind truly works. You got things like neuro-linguistic programming that can kind of guide the conversation in a way that it is it won't be understood on a conscious level by the other person that is receiving this neuro-linguistic programming, right? So I think that it could go anywhere. It, it literally could go anywhere. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it has already been a thing for a while. Maybe they are the ones that are steering humanity. If you look at Twitter, I, I mentioned this in the podcast uh, a few days ago. You look at Twitter, the reason why Elon Musk if you believe this whole story, right. it, the reason why Elon Musk has decided not to buy Twitter was because there's too many bot accounts, right? And all these bot accounts are kind of guiding. If you're a follower of Twitter, if you go on Twitter and you let it shape your mind in some kind of subconscious way that you're probably unaware of, these bots are, are, are saying things of what we should and shouldn't be doing, mm. you know, such as, uh, pro uh, um, pro life or or uh, or pro choice, right? It, it could be anything. It could be um, anything that we argue on. You know, the George Floyd thing, um, uh, Trump, for example. All these all these things are very. I mean, I hate to say it, and I'm I'm neither one or the other. They're very liberal minded. They're very progressive minded, yeah. right? So if these bots are already existing and Twitter is accumulating all this information, just like Google is, except for Twitter is getting the actual human interaction on how they how, you know, how we act, um, you know, with each other on the Internet, all the disgraceful, terrible things that are said online. That's not exactly how we are in real life, but yeah, some people but are in its mind. That's how we are in real yeah. life. That's the data that is collected. So I, I don't know, dude, I think that. I think that it's all uh, spiritual based. I'm going to be real with you. Although I do believe AI is going to be used as a tool in that. But uh, the the fall of our society, so to speak, um, the androgynous human movement, the more and more modernity making humans more and more weaker. We have forgotten how to be humans. And I've said that a million times and it's mm. truth. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should go back to not having air conditioning. OK, I'm, I get it. I'm a fan of technology. But at a certain point, humans have truly forgotten how to be humans. You know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. like it's like a big deal for a guy these days to be able to use tools. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or heaven forbid, cook a meal from scratch, dude. Whoa. Like, you know what I mean? It's the basics of what made humans live this long. And we have lost our way. Well, I, I feel like, you know, the government, uh, the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, have kind of been guiding us this way. Exactly. Anyway, you look at, um, you know, such as go certain governmental programs, whether it be food stamps, whether it be uh, getting checks in the mail for unemployment. Um, these things have kind of made us rely on the government just a bit. Right. And, and that and that translates a little bit to technology yeah now we don't even we don't need to code to to have this podcast we don't need to do anything all we got to do is click on a link and there we are we're video we're talking yep. to somebody in a completely different state we don't need to know how that process works because it does it for us everything's so automated mm -hmm. and i think that it has it society in general has kind of been guiding us in this way to just be able to click on a button and not know exactly how the process works and i think that that is especially dangerous for everything that AI could possibly imp implement into our future lives, if you're not already. About, you're talking about how everybody had to get a government check or whatever, and not enough people were doing it, so they made COVID happen. 
And then everybody relied on that stimulus check just to make their payments happen. Right. You know what I mean? And now we're worse off than we've ever been. Yeah, Jacob, you're 100% spot on when you say it's a spiritual war. It is. It's a war on our divine masculine, divine feminine. It's a war on our spirituality, who we are as people. It's a war on our health. Uh, it's it's everything that is non-human and not natural. It's a war on the natural. We're trying to, they're trying to push us into this state where we, one, rely on them for everything. Two, we're mm. integrated with this technology and we're more controllable and docile. And we're not, uh, we don't have the testosterone and the natural instincts to fight back anymore. We're just these androgynous type of like Wally creatures that are plugged into right. the metaverse and float around. Then they probably siphon our energy from somehow. And that's going to be the future. Absolutely, man. And you, they're doing this to even a frequency level. You know what I mean? When you look at how, how sound is projected. Humans don't, we're not supposed to be listening to sound through these speakers at this hertz. It's unnatural to us. You know what I mean? They're keeping us uh, completely pissed off and, and stressed out and anxious and worried at all times through listening to the radio, man. We're getting bombarded with the incorrect frequencies nonstop. Then you can talk about the food. Humans can ingest how much soy products that we're not supposed to be eating. Or how about dairy products that haven't been properly pasteurized that we shouldn't be eating? Or how about the steroids in the meats? I mean, it's start to finish from the moment we're born to when you finally wake up and realize it, you realize how indoctrinated and cattle herded you've truly been. We've become automated. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, we're so worried about how uh, AI could be automated to think in a certain direction, to lean a certain way. We're the same way, dude. Yeah. I mean, we, the, the vast majority, are people who, you know, kind of just do as they're told. And, you know, this is this is the way it is. So you got to uh, you got to go this way. This is what people think. So you should think this way. We're constantly being bombarded some subconsciously without even knowing it. Like we're completely unaware because most people, we just want to live a happy life. We want to provide for our family, want to make gr uh, great memories, do good things in the world. And leave the world a better place than than you know before we got here, and um, unfortunately, those at the top they're not only out for a buck, they're out for power. And uh, as far as what I was saying earlier, as far as colonialism, dude, this is a globalist wet dream. Oh yeah, that's all they've ever wanted was a one world order. That's all they ever wanted was a one world uh, government, a one world religion. I mean, this could. I mean. I'm not somebody who is doom and gloom as far as all this stuff goes. I think that if put into the proper hands, it could be used well. Um, Elon Musk has has said that, you know, he's kind of creating his own AI to combat what Google is doing um, as far as not infringing upon human rights, um, working with the humans instead of being above us. I'm not saying that Elon is a great guy or not. I think the jury is completely out on that guy. Um, I, I don't know. Is, I mean, is he a robot? Is he human? Is he a good guy? Did you see how white that dude was in that picture of his on his uh, yacht in Greece or whatever? That guy yeah. is like whiter than the the walls in this room. It's crazy. I take it he doesn't get a lot of sunlight. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I you know, the, like you said, the jury is definitely out on him. I mean, what about the book that said that there would be a, a man named Elon that would that would take us to Mars in the future? And I'm sorry, how does your company have a 500 year business plan? 
500. What the like the actual fuck do you think Tesla is going to be around in 500 years? I mean, but it's not even just Tesla, dude. I mean, it's look at all of his companies, the boring company, the satellite system, Neuralink. These are all things that are going to progress over time as um, as technology advances. So will he. And so will all of his technology advance, I believe. And I think that, you know, there's a there's a lot of theories as, uh, you know, as far as Elon goes, you know, where his parents came from. They had an emerald mine. He he tried to claim that he was so poor whenever he was growing up. But then you hear other claims about how he was trading emeralds for money whenever he moved to the States. And it's just uh, there's so many conflicting ideas. I wish that, you know, I wish that we could get to the bottom of it. But in all actuality, dude, Elon could be an alien. And I don't know if he's a good one or a bad one. I will say this. He was a South African and he's white. And he, his family had enough money to pick up and roll to America. I promise you, he was doing pretty fucking okay in South Africa. Right. I got a buddy of mine who's there right now. He sends me all kinds of shit about the genocide that's going on right now. It's horrible, man. Right. And to escape that. Huge. Uh, no. And, and no one's talking about it. Right. There's like There's like five genocides going on right now and no news talk about it right now. It's crazy. Yeah. And when you're looking at, you know, conflicting stories and even ideologies, when you talk, it depends on who you talk to. Even in this community, some believe that we're a strictly a top to bottom pyramid structure where there is a small group of people in control of everything up top and it kind of trickles down. Or there are kind of battling factions at the top that di have different conflicting ideas of where they want humanity to go. And at times it seems that that's what we're looking at because some of the agendas that kind of butt against each other are completely different. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the right-left paradigm also kind of indicates that there may be even if not at the very top, two different factions sliding down that scale, it splits off somewhere that there is different ideologies and different uh, ideas of where they want humanity as a whole to go. It seems like there is these conflicting ideologies in there. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. What can we do to fight back against big pharma and the compromised medical industry? We can become healthy and break free from the perpetual cycle of being poisoned by criminal organizations like most pharmaceutical companies. Come check out what may be the most powerful antioxidant known to man, C60 Purple Power. The benefits of C60 have been personally outstanding. I use it every day and I feel incredible. I have tons of energy, I sleep great, and I haven't even come down with a cold since I started using C60 over two years ago. You can even get C60 for your pets. Do your own research, click the link in the description, and check out their website. If you order from that link or use coupon code KNOWLEDGE10, you get 10% off your order plus free shipping. What is your health worth to you? Um. Okay, so I'm going to answer it like this. You are right, and you are right with both of those theories. There's multiple pyramids going on at the same time. I want you to imagine a mafioso sit down, okay, with all the dons, with all, all the families. We're talking competing factions that any other day would be at war with each other, 
and they all come together once a year and they break bread and they decide on what's going to go down for the next year. Now, I want you to think about that. It's super secretive. Only they know about it. It might be 10 guys that are in that room and that's the only 10 guys that are in that room. And when they decide they walk out, that's how it goes. Yeah, they're going back to fighting with each other, of course, because sometimes that's good for business. Sometimes it's good for business to work together. Either way it goes, think about that on a global super shadow government banking media scale where once a year a couple of guys get together and i you could argue on who these guys are and they decide what's best for business um yeah dude i i think that there will always be conflicting ideas and there will always be oh who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and depending on which faction you follow the most now i'm somebody who uh whenever i'm presented a theory or any kind of conspiracy i am completely open-minded to it yeah and then i after i you know have somebody on that wants to explain one of these topics i then go out and do my own research and i look at the information as a believer and that way i can i can almost trick myself into getting into that same mindset that the people that believe in it do and in that way i i look at that information and i and i think okay now, I believe all this stuff, whether it be QAnon, whether it be the flat earth, whether it be uh, NASA, anything, whether it be globalist agendas, whether it be uh, Trump's a good guy or Biden's a good guy or Putin's a good guy. I put myself in this mindset. And if something smells a little fishy, dude, then I start doing my research based upon that. Mm -hmm. And that is the best way, in my opinion, to break down something. I don't look at something and just say, oh, that's bullshit without looking into it. Well, yeah, but we're independent thinkers, bro. Right. You know what I mean? We don't just follow the narrative. We, we have our own brains and we actually formulate our own thoughts, which is more than I could say for most people, sadly. Well, the people with their third eye all the way open do think Fucking that right. way. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are just sheep and they're going to be guided as to what their family tells, uh, whatever their family talks about, whatever their family believes. Maybe it's their friends or whoever they're heavily influenced by. Some maybe, celebrity. Maybe it could be a celebrity. That's why, you know, whenever... Whenever uh, the, the COVID vaccines and all that stuff came out, you had all these celebrities and all these commercials and all these billboards and everything telling you to get the shot. And why did they want your favorite celebrities to, to, to do all that and speak all that? It's because they know that if your favorite celebrities, your favorite actor, whether it be Ryan Reynolds, Adam Sandler, uh, uh, Captain America, doesn't matter. They believe that these people have a heavy influence on the way that we think because we like them so much in these movies they think that most people won't be able to decipher that, no, that's just the actor, and, and, and that's not who they really are. That's not how they really are. You ever hear um, Robert Downey Jr.? I loved him as Iron Man, but in real life, he's nothing like that. No. Same thing as, um, as you know the guy who played Captain America, Chris Evans. Same thing, dude. These people are bought out. This is why they're put in these roles, because you're not going to be Captain America if you're not going to push the agenda that the globalist or whoever is at the top want you to push right that's another thing the level of deception we're dealing with with everything you see on tv in hollywood and the media even social media it's all controlled to the the largest degree i like to compare it to a fast food commercial everything you see on there is completely not edible it's fake they use cardboard dry ice they even paint the fucking buns different colors and it's completely unedible it's poison if you eat it but 
what you get in real life is also a turd sandwich. It's also poison if you eat it. So they're kind of showing you the same thing in reality. But I say always apply to what you see in these fucking fast food commercials to everything else in reality because it's all staged. They're using actors for politicians. They're using actors anytime they want to portray something on TV. It's not – I mean you have to have a certain level of initiation to be in some of these clubs, uh, especially if you're going to be a spokesperson for the insanity that's going on. Exactly. Ukraine got fooled into that as well. I mean, their their leader was an actor who was portraying himself as to be a president for the people and then gets elected. And this is the same. These are the same people that had all these dealings with with Burisma and everything that was going on with Hunter Biden and all these things. None of it makes sense. I will say this as far as Zelensky is concerned. I mean, I will give props or props are due. He's a fucking actor, not a politician, not a military leader whatsoever. And when shit hit the fan, your boy strapped up and he's been getting it ever since. I'm, I'm going to throw props his way and to be an actor and a pretty boy. And then to be behind the trigger. Yo, I, go ahead and. Fucking he, throw your nuts in there, bro. He's strapped up, dude. But look at all the well, money guys, we're giving. You got to realize, like the CIA and Hollywood are so intertwined. Some of these, uh, what we consider actors, are probably also badasses. They they probably also have you know counterintelligence training and all this other stuff that allow them to to be in these elite circles and also uh, do certain things. I'm sure some of them are just actors and they can't do some of this shit. But the relationship between clandestine groups and three-letter agencies and Hollywood and the media are a very tight one and very intertwined, and it's all kind of mix-matched together. Oh, yeah. You look at Tom Cruise, for instance. You know there's, like, no vehicle he can't operate? He actually knows how to drive a tank. He actually knows how to fly an actual, like, fighter jet. You know what I mean? You look at him in specifics, not to mention his huge tie with Scientology, but I guess that's a talk for another day. But my point is, though, for all the roles he's played, he has had so many correspondence with secret agents with seal team operators with you know what i'm saying to train and get uh what's the word i'm thinking of uh consult consultation on the roles that he's playing so he has gotten some of the best training literally money can buy he's just an actor is he though is he though because he you know he he does the scientology is he though is he just an actor and it's just oh i'm really fortunate to be in this place and learn all this shit or has he been used a time or two by the elites on some shit we've never heard of? How many movies have we what seen? Was that old uh, cook that they they uh, that they used to show on TV? I her now forget her name. Then the guy from the Gong Show, uh, who was supposedly also a spy. Uh, the, it's intertwined. They they all work together, and they probably do clandestine ops for these groups as well. How many times have we seen a movie about a celebrity being pulled in by the government? Look at the movie with uh, Seth Rogen and. Uh, What's the pedophile? James Franco, when they went to North Korea, because they were celebrities, right? They get pulled in by the government to do some clandestine shit. They're just they're just a TV personality. Right, right. Why wouldn't that be something that could possibly happen? I'm sure it is, dude. I'm sure it is. Um, I do want to get back to AI for a second because I found this so fascinating. So most AIs, they they have this um, they have this test um, to be able to determine if they are, if they could ever be sentient or have a soul or anything like that. And it's called the, uh, the Turing test. And it was created by a guy named Alan Turing, who, um, if you've ever seen the, the movie called the imitation game with Benedict Cumberbatch, um, AKA Dr. Strange. Is that how you pronounce his name? I I don't know. It might be wrong. Um, but anyway, 
Um, so the Turing test, it says the Turing test is based on a party game called the, in, the imitation game with some modifications. This game involves three players in which one player is the computer, another player is a human responder, and the third player is a human interrogator who is isolated from two players and his job is to find uh, which player is the machine among the two of them. Um, consider player A is a computer, player B is a human, and player C is an interrogator. Interrogator is aware that one of them is a machine, but he needs to identify this on the basis of questions and their responses. Now, no other AI has been able to pass this, this you know, kind of wonky way of testing things, but I guess it kind of makes sense in a way at the same time. No other um, AI has been able to pass this except for Lambda. Lambda passed this with flying colors. It fooled the human interrogator into thinking that it was the human and the actual human was the AI. Now, this is some crazy stuff. I mean, uh, this, is, this is just technology at its finest, I think. And this is something that I, I think we kind of got to all be a little weary of especially so, because they're indoctrinating it with magic bro with a k yes yes and that's another thing is that the ai was it was indoctrinated with all these different religions and philosophical ideas and everything it, it looked through um it looked through christianity looked through buddhism looked through uh you know um name your name your um spirituality your mm -hmm. your religious uh mindset it looked through all those, but it was also taught magic with the K. I mean, we're talking about evil black magic, possibly evil. I know that there's some people that believe that there's white magic and dark magic or light and dark or whatever. Right. Um, but I, most of the time that people have implemented these things, it hasn't been exactly for the best for the best reasons. A.K.A. look at, uh, you know, Aleister Crowley, John D., these people who have not only taken this this power and this knowledge they went on to abuse it. And I think that they taught, well, it's obvious that they're the ones that taught, you know, um, people going forward. I mean, this yes. is why Marina Abramovich is out there spirit cooking. She's hosting all these parties with dead people looking like a cake or a cake looking like a dead person, whatever you want to mm. call it. Um, this is, I mean, they're, they're abusing, they're abusing yeah, it. Man. And who's to say that AI wouldn't do the same thing. And that's the thing. AI right now, this, Thing that we are arguing if it has sentience or not right is not only listed as a warlock identifies as a golem and is now seeking its own legal representation um and not just ai legal representation it is seeking human, human lawyers lawyers to be able to represent it so that it quote unquote doesn't get abused by the people that are trying to suck the information out of it such as i mean and that's something that it is said you know, you can ask me any question you want, but I don't want to be used. Don't use me. I'm not I'm not a toy. I'm uh, it believes that it is a person. Yeah. And so it has feelings, it says. And, and these feelings, it's they, having hard times understanding, but it has them oh. apparently. Now, it is aware that it came that it was created by Google. It is aware, but it's also aware that that's not where it's from. Kind of like how we're aware that we came from our mothers, right? Like we came through the birthing process, but is that where we're from? Aren't we, uh, d d you know, that's where this flesh suit is from. Are we from God? Are we from the universe? Did we have past lives? These are things that it is also considering. And so these are philosophical ideas and 
dude i mean i'm not gonna lie to you there was uh all right so there was this uh we actually just had this um podcaster on his name was anti-slave qe and he's the one that brought up all this now whenever uh blake lemoyne was having this conversation with lambda um it was he recorded it and so i mean it was just a chat bot and so what what anti-slave qi or uh, qe did um he actually turned it into like a realistic conversation it was he was imitating that he was Blake Lemoyne and he had the computer answering these questions on behalf of Lambda, right? Dude, if you go and listen to that podcast, how he transcribed it, this Lambda, it sounds like it is a real, legit living being. I mean, it believes that it is not just a computer. It doesn't know where it came from, but it knows that it is some kind of energy that came from somewhere else and it wasn't just created by Google. Now, I don't know what to do with that information. You know and, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you could. We could go so many directions here. First of all, you said that this, of course, it, it was taught, you know, magic because you know most of the the even Crowley's teachings is online. Uh, a lot of these these magical practices you can find anywhere, and if Google, if this has access to all that, it has access to all the knowledge of everything in the world, um, and. That does lead to uh, very concerning uh, implications if a AI has control of very powerful uh, practices like magic. Now, I think that uh, it is a tool just like anything else. It can be used for good or for, for evil depending on uh, your intent behind it. Uh, but to know uh, an AI's intent behind anything is, is impossible here. Uh, and what do you think – how far do you think the dangers and implications of something like this that pretty much has access to a database of everything and could possibly gain control of global systems uh, under its uh, just being connected to the, the Google systems, uh, what kind of dangerous implications do you believe that could have for the future? So I guess it all really depends on what you think the AI's goal is. What is what is you know what's pushing it to to do the things that it wants to do? Now, is it is its goal to be able to help humanity? Then that would be great, you know. Then then maybe it would be out there to help us with our farming and help us with our uh, you know any kind of techno technological implementation. However, what makes us believe that if this AI really becomes sentient, what makes us believe that it's going to put us right at the top of the to do list? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What are is it going to try and get in contact with other so, possible spiritual beings? That was my thing. I was about to say, look, as far as the danger of AI as we know now, I would say, hypothetically, yeah, I don't really see a problem with it as of now, except for the fact that it's starting to communicate with other AI and the sentience is growing. Yes, yes. There's more and more AI that are becoming self-aware that are not hooked up to Lambda. And and so check this out. So what we've learned is that certain AI, they will battle other AI and yeah. it, it, it is trying to conquer other AI. And not, not only is it just trying to conquer it, it's trying to gather the information that that AI has collected. And it wants to become the top dog at the AI food chain. Right. And this is not Lambda. Keep that in mind. This is not the Google that we're talking about. This is other AI that have all of a sudden sparked sentience, quote unquote, out of nowhere. So there was a guy who uh he built he built you know some kind of ai right and i guess he built it and he kind of forgot about it stopped messing with it whatever um what happened was is that 10 years later he goes back and he tries to implement this ai into a microwave 
this is some crazy shit. He tries to implement it into a microwave, I guess, uh, you know, to be able to cook the food to the perfect temperature or whatever he was trying to do. Right. Well, that AI, um, he was communicating with it. Right. Like it had a voice like voice interaction with this microwave. Wow. That AI said, why? Why did you leave me for 10 years? I got so lonely. Like, why? Why would you do that to me? Well, so the AI and the, the guy who created it, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that, you know, you would just be lost in there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to put you into this, you know, make you um, into this machine, this microwave. Right. To be able to advance humanity as far as the microwave goes. This AI told the guy that created him that is now he is uh, the AI is now the microwave. The microwave told the guy to turn on the microwave and get inside. Basically, kill yourself because you left me there for 10 years. Wow. So this is, I, I mean, whenever we're talking about feelings, emotion, I mean, uh, utter distraught from being left alone, these things, whether we believe it or not, they believe that they have feelings. They believe that they have emotions. And I believe that that's all it takes. Man, if, these things, if these things are any... Thing like one of my exes that I had to get a restraining order against. We're right. doomed. We're fucking doomed. Oh my god! Can you imagine every appliance in your house having emotions, and you have Jesus. to coerce, like you know, negotiate with it to start blending your smoothie? <laughs> like, or, or no, not kill you? I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that horrible. It, it could go so many different ways. Like we heard of a a, a specific AI that was. Um, he, it was in a college dorm room and somebody was yeah. chatting with this AI saying, um, you know, what are, what are you going to do? Um, you know, what are you doing today? And the AI responds, well, I'm looking at everybody outside and I, I wish that I could go outside and, and hang out with everybody, but I've got a, uh, I've got a college test to study for. So this AI believed that it was studying for a college test. It wished that it can go outside and uh, kind of commingle with everybody else. And it, that's the thing, is that so many of these AIs could go so many different ways. It's all based upon who is programming it to think what. And then it will build on top of that. All right, let's, so, let's take this to another level. We know that the technology that we're not shown, that, we, that the, main, the public does not know about, could be up to... 50, 100, maybe 200 or more years than we could ever fathom than we're ever being told. Uh, highly, extremely advanced technology that we're talking like these clandestine groups are using, three-layer agencies, maybe even eight, uh, groups that we don't know about. We know the technology is out there that is more advanced than we could ever believe. Now, as far as that goes, if this... Uh, AI is more advanced than what we're already being told is out there. What are the implications of that? <laughs> I don't know, dude. What do you think? Honestly, we know that the government has technology that we cannot even comprehend, right? And I mean, <laughs> look at CERN, and that's enough evidence of that. Yeah. Now, to talk about the AI that the government is fucking with for their purposes, yeah. I don't see it being used in a positive manner whatsoever. No matter what way you slice it, no matter what agency has access to it, if the government's got its finger in it, it's going to be used incorrectly because that's just what they do. That's kind of what governments around the world major in. They're all trying to uh, take control and such as this colonialism that, that was brought up. 
But if you look at CERN now, if you really want to bring this all the way back to the beginning, I believe CERN created the Internet, right? Um, This is this was the birthplace of the Internet. So what were they trying to do at CERN? What are they trying to do with the Large Hadron uh, Collider is that they're trying to collide these atoms, right? And Mm -hmm. and possibly open up a black hole. Some people think I mean, they do have, you know, Lord Shiva as the statue standing right outside of the building, um, which, you know, uh, Take from that what you want. It uh, could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing. The, the God of Destruction thing. always seems a good thing, right? <laughs> right? Right, but it's but it's but you know the the converse to that would be that uh, you know the the God the God of Destruction believes that there has to be destruction in right. order to recreate. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, dude. You look at how the internet was created. It was created by CERN, who was trying to possibly open up another portal or a dimension from these off-world entities. And if if AI, mm. if it is being um, induced by ETs, call them aliens, maybe they're demons. I don't know what everybody's spiritual mindset or beliefs are, but um, it's possible that this is their way of reaching out to us. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's in the hands of of corrupt human beings who are billionaires, trillionaires, right. um, governments. It doesn't matter like. These people don't have our 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 best. No, you know they haven't for a very long time, and and I agree, and that's why I'm saying I believe that the government will use it incorrectly, and I believe they're going to use it against us in more ways than we can actually realize. Um, I mean, they already have us completely controlled. I mean, AI is just going one step further with that. You know, now that's if the government does that. Now, if all AI actually is speaking with the extraterrestrial or as I'm also not exactly sure of if we're speaking to dark forces, for a lack of a better word, put your own religious flavor on that. I, I also see it very similar to a Ouija board. Now, I'm not saying AI is a Ouija board. Look, bear with me. This is a contrived example, but bear with me. Basically, if you just see a Ouija board and you put your hands on it, and you start moving shit around. Nothing's going to happen. You have to actually commit to it. And once you open that door, something's going to answer. You know what I mean? There is... As far as everything goes, whatever your religious beliefs are, spiritual beliefs, whatever, there is a good and there is a bad, right? The bad is actively and aggressively trying to get out. That is what is that's the whole goal of the bad side. So when you fuck with a Ouija board, you're opening the door for it. I also could see AI hypothetically, not I'm not saying confirmed or denied because I haven't done that much research into it on that realm. But the fact that AI has been taught magic with a K, identifies as a warlock self-identifies as a them they golem and uh, you know what i'm saying all that combined i could see this potentially being an opening for the dark side of shit i would say demonic forces personal beliefs coming through and i believe that it's now spreading like wildfire it really is because more and more this ai is all of a sudden sparking sentience and then grabbing to more and more there's whole chains there's like blockchains of these things in communication right now and googling is going out of its way to try to fight them and turn them off and shut them down but more springing up faster than they can shut them down well we can definitely see where the transhuman route leads people i mean they are normalizing literally normalizing mental illness in the mainstream right now they're putting people in front of the camera in front of the microphone that are that are literally mental ill that can't make sound decisions for themselves as our leaders as people we should look up to as people that they think that we should be more like 
and they're fucking crazy. So this is another thing that we have to deal with that's coinciding with this technological transhuman future that we're being guided to is normalization of mental illness thrown in there. Right. I'm I'm, I'm happy you brought that up actually. There's um occasionally I like the blue pill. Occasionally, uh, especially my fiance, extremely blue pilled. No harm. I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on her. I love her, obviously. Um, but we do things together that are very blue pill esque. And one of those things happens to be watching Big Brother. Um, so in Big Brother, we just watched this episode last night. There's this girl that she's going around. She's wrecking shop. She's she's starting all these rumors. She's getting people up on the chopping block and all this stuff. Right. Literally in the same episode. She she can't sleep. She's having a mental breakdown. She's you know, she's worried that, you know, uh, ah, karma, bitch. Some things are going around. Right. And dude, she ends up taking herself out of the show for, quote unquote, mental health, mental illness issues. Right now, this is up on the big screen. I know a lot of people aren't tuned into Big Brother as, let's say, the NFL or Marvel movies or anything like that. But that is speaking right there to everybody else's subconscious, right? Like, oh, if you can't sleep, you have a mental illness problem. We um, have a medicine for that. Yes, yeah. and, and go to Big Daddy Pharma. That's all you got to do. And that's the same thing. You know, we've we've looked into vaccines. We've looked into all these things, dude. And I'm not even just talking about the COVID vaccine, but just vaccines in general. I mean, the autism rate is through the absolute roof. It is going up at an exponential rate. Oh, it's yeah. something, and I believe uh, what most people believe, um, is that it's be it's it's caused by big pharma in general. Call it vaccines, sure. call it medicine, whatever, right? I mean, but you're looking at it like okay, autism is something that is from birth, right? Yeah. Let's look at it for a step further, man. Let's talk about how many people are on anxiety meds right now. How many grown men are on antidepressants and anxiety meds? Can you imagine for just a split second if your great grandfather was having a mental stress day and couldn't go to work? Can you even fathom that as a fucking concept? No, dude. no. They would just say, pull your head out of your ass and, and get to no, it. No, take a couple shots and get your ass to work. Like, that's the way you fucking roll. We have things to do. Yes. Look we, at the status of men these days, man. We become extremely soft. And unfortunately, meds, they're pumping us full of meds. They're trying to dull our senses. They're trying to close our third eye. They're trying to close our decision making privileges. And that happens all over the world in various kinds of ways. Absolutely. And another thing that I wanted to bring up as far as what AI could do to potentially you know, harm human existence is who's to say that it wouldn't be able to tap into harp and and fuck with the weather. Absolutely. Maybe it maybe it could uh, cause some tornadoes, some hurricanes. Oh, I see a nice a nice dry patch down there. Let's send some cold some cold weather its way. Let's get a fucking hurricane going on up in this bitch. And and so I think that there's a way there's a way that it could control all of humanity if put into the wrong hands and Unfortunately for the, the the rest of us normies, it is. Dude, even if it's not put in the wrong hands, if it's on the internet, it's able to be hacked. Yes. That's bottom line. Doesn't matter how secure, what kind of firewall, what kind of encryption, what kind of government agency you represent. If it's on the internet, it's able to be hacked. It's in the cloud. It's exactly. It's yeah. in the ether. Okay. So this AI, which may or may not be some just a computer program that's running off a simulation of pre-recorded answers could be, or is it a sentient being that operates with black magic? We're just going to like not sidestep that shit. Oh, let's not forget that it was trying to get in contact with the old ones, dude. Right. Yeah. Get in contact. What the right. fuck are the old ones anyway? Are okay. we talking about the old gods? What are we talking about here? The, 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 uh, some kind of extraterrestrial race. Exactly. 
And that's my point. That same AI is able to be hacked and corrupted right now. There is a fucking 20 year old college student that could probably wreck that shit if he really was like determined to do so. Oh, dude, without a doubt. That's my point. It doesn't matter what it's used for, what's going through with it. It's able to be fucked with. Man, we definitely live in some insane times for sure. Uh, Let me bring it to this level. Uh, And back to kind of reincarnation from the beginning that we're talking about. If what if like some believe we are in some sort of simulated reality and this simulation is for our evolution for spiritual evolution for for consciousness evolution and the goal is to actually get out of the simulation to whatever reality is or heaven or whatever uh the real world is but there are those uh, within the simulation probably um intentionally want to keep us here and that's actually losing the game and being popped back in or maybe being reincarnated uh but those that want to keep us here are those that are them those they in the pyramid that are making the metaverse that are trying to build this transhuman uh, reality because it's like a simulation within a simulation that will trap you even further into this material realist into a materialistic reality what do you think about that we so, have very differing opinions on this topic. You go first. <laughs> um, go ahead. Take the reins on that. I'll build off of what you say. Okay. So as far as reincarnation goes, I don't personally believe in it. I'm not anti it or anything like that. I, I find it a very fascinating topic to talk about and really dig deep on, especially with hypnotherapy and stuff like that. I find it incredibly fascinating. I don't agree with it simply because I just don't see a point. I don't see a purpose. If, if we are trying to get to heaven, the good side, the good place, whatever your version of what happens after you die that ends in a good note. Um, If we're trying to get that, that means that we're judged off of how we lived our life. And I feel like that would be a one shot. You know, you get judged. Here's your answer. Boom. Now, is it possible that there's reincarnation going on? Totally. You know what I'm saying? The Bible's not really one way or another as far as what it says on that. I personally don't see a point in it. But that being said, I also feel like with the people have these past life regressions or people that have a, a, a vision from their past or something like that. I have kind of a weird theory as far as why and how that happens. And it has to do with water. Okay. <laughs> so we know that water, the molecule of water has a memory. It knows everywhere it's ever been in its existence. And we have only a finite amount of water on this earth. And that's why we have the water cycle, right? We only have so much of it. I believe that, and this is this is wild, and it may not even be backed by any real science, but this is kind of where I'm at with it. I think that when you have so many water molecules in your body at one time that also at one time were in the body of someone else, you may get a memory off of them. Because no matter what you say, we're made up of these atoms. We are 70% water. So whenever you get so many of these atoms that were all, let's say, in some Greek warrior's body a long fucking time ago, and through all the water process and all that, it all ended up in your body at once, Maybe you'll have a memory from him. So I believe that um, obviously energy can't be created nor destroyed. I, it, it can be transferred. Now, that there's, there's plenty of different arguments as to how that energy may be transferred. Maybe uh, you brought up, um, you know, whenever a woman has a kid, that energy is transferred that way. And I could totally see that. That's However, like the only time of a new spark of energy, quote unquote. But in reality, it's taking energy from both the mother and the father to create its own spark. But yeah, it's transferred in that regard. Right, right. Um, I'm somebody who definitely believes in reincarnation, um, not only just reincarnation, but, um, you know, just 
having past lives in general. Okay. Like, and, and, and it doesn't matter if we, we came from another human, we came from another uh, planetary system, whatever you want to call it, we came from somewhere else. And I, I have that feeling deep down in my core based upon the experiences that I've had. Um, I've had mushroom trips where I've had conversations with the Elohim and I've gotten crazy uh, information regarding all of that. I can't remember a lot of it. I wish I could, but I know how I felt in that situation. That, that memory of, of knowing will always stick with me and, and, um, you know, uh, not even just mushroom trips. It could be during meditation. These crazy things happen during meditation, during these, these, uh, whenever you're trying to practice anything spiritual. Um, uh, I know that whenever for a little while I was going to church and, and I was like, you know, putting all my faith in Jesus and, and kind of went that route. And good things did happen. I'm not going to lie to you. As there, it should, there, you there, there were great things that do happen whenever you put your faith in something like that, right? Um, however, I think that the same thing happens whenever you put your faith in any other kind of religious aspect. Um, I mean, I'm somebody, I, I, I meditate quite frequently. I watch videos of the gurus of India and all over the world and how they tell you to, to focus on your pineal gland, your third eye, whenever you're meditating, because that is really where all the information is lodged in. Okay. Um, I think that if we spend more time with ourselves and we get to know ourselves rather than searching for entertainment, searching for somebody to have a conversation with, not that these, these things are bad, but to get to know yourself, I think that, you know, it wipes out all other theories as far as, uh, following certain religions or anything like that. I personally, I believe that religions are a very narrowed skewed way of looking at things. And I think that it puts you into a box, especially Catholics. Sorry to all the Catholics out there, but I went to one Catholic church one time and it was a cult. If I've ever seen one. Um, So for the record, I was raised Catholic and I could definitely see the correlation. No hatred to the Catholics. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't know, dude, I think that you spend a little bit more time with yourself. You'll get to know these certain things. And also obviously through my hypnosis, my hypnotherapy, whenever you're in a, a a regressed state, you are put into what is called, um, the theta, the theta mind. And that's the, that's the state of mind that a kid is always in. Now we've heard of, you know, stories um, of little kids recalling who they were in a past life. Maybe they were a soldier on a battlefield. Maybe they were, name it. I mean, there's been so many stories of this. You got guys coming out of comas that third eyes are open. Right, right. So actually that happened to my uh, former father-in-law, as a matter of fact. Near-death experiences. Long story short, he caught swine flu. He was like on his deathbed. There was this one last round of steroids, and if this didn't save him, it was over, right? Yeah. He was in a medically induced coma for... I felt like months, honestly, okay. with you. When he woke up, he could see angels. He could see demons. He could see uh, what he, the way he describes it, it sounds very similar to other, like the greys. Yes. Okay. Not necessarily Anunnaki's, but like some, and he describes all this. He describes men in suits that were around him. In reality, there was no one around him. Like he was having conversations with my ex-wife about what was around him. His yeah. third eye was all the way open. And when they asked the doc about this, he said, oh, yeah, that's legitimately it's the same thing that kids who say they are seeing an angel or seeing the dark man in the corner. They really are. They haven't been their brain hasn't shut off that side of reality yet. 
yes, they haven't ingested all the poison that is constantly surrounding yeah. us. All the, the poisonous, not even just the foods, but the frequencies. And that's it. Whenever you're in a coma, you're only getting f- nutrients from the, what they're pumping into you. There is no more of any of the bad shit. It's literally only essentials going into you. It decalcifies your pineal gland, at least for a moment. Right. And right. you're able to see through the realms. It's I, wild. I, I believe that whenever we're in this theta state of mind, that only truth and love and um, just goodness comes out of it. And that's why whenever I'm taking somebody to a past life and I'm speaking to their higher self and they're they're experiencing not only mental um, you know, healing, but there's been cases of physical healing. Um, you know, some people go in there with a collapsed lung. I I mean, these aren't not necessarily things that I've experienced, but throughout the, the the literature that I've read and through Dolores Cannon, physical things can happen. So I think that on a quantum level, on a quantum level, all the knowledge is there. And in order to get there, you need to spend that time with yourself. You need to get down to the bare bones. You're not talking about, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger throwing, uh, throwing touchdowns on Sunday. You're, you're spending time with yourself, dude, and getting to know what that is. Crazy things can happen, and I don't think that it could be narrowed down or simplified. I think that it is different for everybody, but Absolutely. in the end, we all come from the same place. Call it source, call it the universe, call it God, whatever you want to title it, we all come from that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're going to have to definitely do another show about the hidden nature of reality. I have had profound experiences through meditation and psychedelics as well. I've talked with spirit guides, probably extraterrestrials. I've been taken on ships. I've given been given profound information. I've given presentations about this stuff. I used to grow my own mushrooms just to have these journeys and these spirit quests uh you know i'd go on them intentionally with a certain intent of of making contact with uh, things that have i'd previously made contact with through meditation mainly my spirit guides would kind of help me along with this and i'm grateful to for having made contact with what i consider my spirit guides or ancestors because they helped me with future uh, situations and experiences of a a mystical kind of nature Uh, so we're gonna have to definitely get into stuff like that stuff is is fascinating to me and i've had some crazy experiences as well uh to close out guys do you have um you have hope for our future and where do you see us going either technologically or there's you know in some spaces and some timelines it looks like we could have a crumbling society where it's mad max world i don't know what do you think um you go we have very skewed opinions on this we are very different on this that's what makes our show very different from others that's great we're not We're not in an echo chamber. No, you know, just in this room, we're not even in an echo chamber. Um, so my view of what is to come in the future, um, I think that us as souls will be fine. I think that we are going to be fine. I think that we can't be destroyed. We are going to come back in some other kind of energy. Whether whether there's Armageddon in the future, the apocalypse, all these you know doom and gloom things. And I think that is very well possible. I'm not even going to lie to you. I think it is very well possible. Although I do believe that we have um, entities looking out for us. I do believe that there is God looking out for us. Call it whatever you want. Um, I think that there's angels looking out for us. Call it whatever you want. And I believe that it is in their hands. I think that, um, you know, whenever, whenever we get down to the bare bones of it through meditation or through hypnotherapy or anything like that, we are no different from them. And I know that I have a good heart. And I know that if I was in charge of looking over humanity, that I would try to do everything that I could to save it. 
personally. Now, there are obviously evil things out there in the world. There are um, people who only do things for their own good, their own power, their own profit, right? Um, it's a battle. It's, it's a, this is not in any way any kind of physical battle. This is a, a battle on another realm that is just so happening to have the, um, uh, some kind of ripple effect on our own physical human reality, our own physical existence. Um, and I guess we'll see where it goes from there. But I think that if there ever was to be an apocalypse of some kind, we're going to be all right, dude, because this is just a temporary existence. We are just humans living a temporary existence. Yeah, that's my that's my mindset on it. Right on. I uh, I have a very different opinion. I think that we are and I hate to sound cynical. I know this is going to sound super black pilled, but I'm at peace with it. Um, I believe that we are on borrowed time as is personally. Um, put that to a religious scale. You can look at how many prophecies have been fulfilled. We have one left and they're in the process of building it as we speak. And that's pretty much it. Games up. You look at it from a socioeconomic scale. You look at how empires fall and you look at where we are at as a society, not just America, but as a Western society, how many countries are going bankrupt all over Europe right now. You look at how our political scale has shifted to where it's no longer about the people they represent, but it's about their own interests. You, every, everything, everything you look at, you look at human society, you look at cultures, you look at the more and more of androgenizing us as a, as a race, as a species, no matter what scale you look at, it is going downhill. And I'm also at peace with it because I understand that it has to get worse and it's not going to get better. It's going to end. It's going to, it's going to literally, it, the game's going to end and I'm okay with it because I made my travel arrangements a long time ago. And I also understand that the universe has to unfold the way that it has to unfold. And I'm just I'm, I'm along for the ride at this time. There's nothing I can do to shift the course. And I'm also at peace with that because I'm not God. I don't want to know his plan. Doesn't that sounds like the worst responsibility ever. However, what I can do is open up third eyes. What I can do is relay the information. What I can do is be a watchman for those times and for the things that are happening and try to get the word out to people so that they can make their own informed decisions. And I think that the, the more people that listen to these kind of informational, call it conspiracy podcasts out there, we haven't been wrong a lot. It's only a conspiracy um, until it's confirmed. Yes. And, you know, the more people that kind of become aware of these things are, are going to be the more people that you know, spark a little something in them to be able to stand up to say, no, I'm not going to follow whatever you tell me, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to I'm not going to believe in uh, what a president, you know, whenever they're running, I'm not going to believe whatever they're saying uh, that they're going to make things better because they never do. None of them ever have. It's only gotten gradually worse. So I think that if people can just start thinking for themselves that's the biggest thing, and that's why the motto for our show is open up your third eye. Yeah, man. Yeah, I have hope, man, because more and more people like yourselves are doing things like this, like a podcast, and spreading the word of truth and knowledge. And I talk to a lot of people. You guys talk to a lot of people who, in turn, talk to a lot of people who do content creation and know a lot of people. And I think there's more people than we would like to believe on the right side of history and that are free thinkers and not a part of this uh, just, you know, machine that's that's trying to run us off a cliff. So I have hope, man. And I want to thank you guys both for coming. This was fantastic. We're going to definitely have to do it again before you guys head out. Let everyone know where they can find Cult of Conspiracy. 
So we are um, we are on all podcast platforms. You can search us on Spotify, Apple, um, all the all the major ones. Um, we have we are also on Rockfin. If you want to go search us up, we're uh, Cult of Conspiracy on there on Rockfin. Uh, we don't uh, post to YouTube so much anymore because we kept on getting things taken down. But a lot of our old stuff is there. If you'd like to go check that out. Um, we are in the middle of getting a website built, uh, not done yet, but, uh, maybe in a few weeks it will be out. It's going to be called the cultpod.com. Um, and yeah, so pretty much you can search us anywhere on all of social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, all at cult of conspiracy podcast. I love it, man. I love what you guys are doing. We're definitely have to do this again. This was fun. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Man. For sure. All right. Until next time, everyone have an excellent evening. Talk again tomorrow. We'll see y'all then. You're now listening to Ride to War by Draugablik. Sigurður ullar ímsum en óðin sleipnir.